Should we like Hava Nagila as the intro? That'd be f- <laughs> Who's that? Some Jewish song. <laughs> down freezing cold that's how we already know when it's here my dog will probably do it for louis right. bell that's all right all right this is this is infused influence here and we got some special guests with us i'm gonna start with rayvon okay so rayvon thank you for joining us today Yo, no doubt and you like a special guest like four or five weeks in a row now every every week man that's what it's about so <laughs> our guest just mentioned something do you know why i played that talk um no actually no, no i don't no all right we'll do a quick introduction oh, wait, then we'll, then we'll jump into it I know why. <laughs> yeah. I know why. all right so who we got today who we got today bro oh so today we got some special guests from fathom cannabis we have andrew kazakoff and we have adrian lafayette let's go oh you guys like that, I love that. you like that bro okay we're on baby. let's go let's go bro let's go all right, all right, Rayvon. So why, why? And he mentioned he mentioned something right before. Why did I play this one? Yes, I'm going to say it's because Drake is Jew. Yes, yes. <laughs> Clap it up. Clap it up. Yeah. There we go. And for those that don't know, of course, Mr. Andrew Kazakov is Jewish. Yeah. He's a man. He's a really good friend of ours here, man. And um, super happy to be chilling today. Oh, for sure, bro. For sure. And it's funny that you mentioned that because, like, I'm like, he's got to know a Drake song. Let me. We play a Drake song to intro him, and then he's like, "You gotta play a Jewish song." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's great, man. So thank you guys for joining for sure. Thanks for having us. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, man. So, so tell us a little bit about uh, what you guys do. I mean, we know, right? But our audience wants to know what you guys do. Of course, all right. So it's a new world out there. New products are coming out. So we're big in the live rosin game. That's what that's what that's what Fathom is doing. All natural, solventless products. It's it, the Harvest Cup. You should have seen everybody, everybody out there, all the solvent stuff is winning hash rosin, live rosin. Mm. It's the, it's the game to be playing. It's better. It feels better. It tastes better. It's better high. It's true to flower. It's the real deal. Mm. That's, that's what we're all about. You got to dumb it down though, bro. <laughs> yeah. oh. Honestly, think about, you know, like, a, like 50, 60 year old. What is live rosin? What is solventless? And why is it superior? Very good. Very good. So... So live rosin is, is hash. We are hash makers. So remember back from the 60s and 70s, there's a lot of ways of making hash out there. Live rosin is modern day hash. Okay, and so that's where we're making bubble bags. What is that? So we're, we're filtering out hash. We do ice water hash. So we take, ha- we take cannabis, mm. whole flower, premium cannabis, we put it in an ice water bath, and then we agitate it. We let the trichomes fall. Those trichomes are then filtered, so we have pure trichomes, and we can either make that into hash as a brick, traditional, like you remember from, gosh, it could be you it from Sacramento, or you remember <laughs> it from Morocco, and or we can take that, we can press that, and that pressing with heat and pressure is making live rosin. 
And that live rosin, that's the purest form you could get it without, you know, uh, BHO washes or using ethanol, anything like that. So it's the, the most natural you can get it. So it is, a lot of labor goes into it, obviously. Um, but, um, yeah, it is the, uh, it's the cleanest you can get it without using those chemicals. So Absolutely. Yeah. What would you say is the, um, like, strongest comparison or alternative solution to some of the products that you just mentioned, right? So if someone's going to go with hash that is basically solventless, on the other side of the spectrum would be some other form of concentrate that's typically extracted through what methodology? Right, so typically... It would be a, a BHO extraction BHO. where they use butane to mm -hmm. uh, uh, strip the uh, cannabis of the trikes. Mm -hmm. And then from there, butane, it, it just evaporates off room temperature. So... Um, but I mean, on a big scale, it could be done. You make a lot of product, but you do get distillate. Right. Uh, the high is very much different from distillate. So that would probably answer your question. The opposite of the spectrum would be uh, distillate. 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 It's a quick high. You, you smoke vape carts. Right? Oh, it, so, this but, isn't for me, though, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't for me. It's not for you? All right. But um, uh -huh. like a, a regular distillate cart, you'll smoke it, you'll feel right. the high immediately, but right, right. Uh, the terps, the full spectrum is not there, so the high is different. A lot of people, they prefer either flour or the carts. <clears throat> In this case, you get the uh, the hash rosin cart. That's like smoking flour in vape cart form. Absolutely. So... I, a lot of the older people I speak with, they tend to stay away from the vape carts. Right. They like flour. But mm. I think the hash rosin carts will bring in that, that right. group of people, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's interesting, especially the cart um, analogy or the distillate, because it makes me think that, like, you think people are misinformed when they say they don't mess with carts? Mm -hmm. Right? I never even thought about well, that. Well, that, and I know that some people aren't necessarily a fan of how distillate is, is essentially portrayed. Right. So I know that here we have some products we've made, like the tincture and the topical, and those are strain specific with uh, Blue Dream. We use ethanol extraction, but using mm -hmm. just that Blue Dream, we can say it has Blue Dream attributes. I know a lot of distillate and other products are just literally like the trichome strips that get mixed in with terpenes and they're like we put in pineapple terpenes we're going to call this pineapple and i mean even myself as somewhat of a snob is like i kind of want a strain and not just this like name and flavors that you guys put together and so i think that that is kind of the disconnect for some people mm. at least that's the disconnect for me so if it I don't know. Well, it's because you're a snob. Yeah. <laughs> he is a snob. <laughs> Resident snob in the house. <laughs> so are you guys, when you're making your um, your uh, concentrates, are you strain-specific as well, or are you taking a bunch of different, you know what I mean, genetics together? We're strain-specific. Really? Yep. Man, that's pretty amazing. I mean, I've heard great things about your guys' carts. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the only true-to-flower true high out there. Tastes better, but... Okay, you you can experience it yourself. Yeah, man, it's been a little it's been a little while. I, honestly, I don't think I have you tried their carts before. I've tried their carts. They're pretty damn pretty good. Wait, so we didn't get them? No, we, we did. We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. How come we don't have any? Um, price point right now. Oh, everyone got one except you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure I actually like paid for one. Uh, like it either was a sample or I might have actually like spent my own money from somewhere else. No, from here. From here. We, we had a yeah. uh, triple chocolate chip and motor breath, hash, rosin, carts. See? Man. It's legit. 
Yeah, yeah. So, right, so right here. I mean, personally, I'm a fan of well, Soft Mist as well. So. They also essentially last longer. Like, I uh, have a friend, I want to say John had tried one too, and we were like, yo, this half gram hash rosin is lasting me the same amount as a full gram cardamom distillate. It felt like that cart went on forever and ever and ever. Right. It, why it, is that? It, why is that? Because it's so true. It There's something about it that gets you the feeling that you're looking for a lot quicker so you don't just keep on like puffing <laughs> it being yeah. like what's that like oh, oh, puff puff like let me get more let me get more it's like no like right. you hit it and you're like oh yeah i'm feeling good right now right it, it hits you completely differently because the cannabinoid structure in hash rosin is the true cannabinoid structure right unlike distillate distillate is taken down just to one aspect that's as much d9 thc mm. as possible and like that's not what we're used to, or even what we're looking for. Right, right. But people, people, it, people don't know it's new. So this is the rage out on the West Coast. Absolutely. Out on the West Coast, everybody is moving towards hash rosin because it's what people want, it's what people like. Competitions, it's winning all the competitions, mm. and we're just having fun making it. No, that's that's dope. It's funny because some people will not consider using water is solventless so what's another word for for solventless if you're making hash have you heard that before you look surprised i am shocked right now really you've you've definitely heard that before bro. heard that sorry. that water isn't true like uh making hash for uh, like a bubble hash using water is not truly solventless because the solvent is water so it doesn't it doesn't wow wow yeah there's also flour rosin you can press flour oh yeah with like a rosin press and get rosin too and yeah then you then you got that's nice, that's solventless that's solventless but the problem there is that you're also going to get a lot of particulate and flour into it. it's going to be a little bit burny tasting oh you think is so it? with rosin with rosin yeah uh, with if you're pressing flour you're going to get more uh plant material and mm. the end product and you don't want that you want the you want yeah. the trichomes you don't yeah. you know you don't want the plant material yeah, i've watched a lot of videos of people pressing weed <laughs> yeah. you can't can, say we've done it ourselves but you can you can take you can oh, take sure. you can take a a hair iron? Yeah, hair iron. Right. Go for, go for it. Man. Nah, dude. We're trying to scale here. Okay? <laughs> Just like you have a manufacturer's license, so do we. <laughs> Not using a hair press. <laughs> Gotta start uh, somewhere. Right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> How else did you get those dreadlocks? How did you get those, uh, <laughs> those cornrows? Dreadlocks. Sorry. Sorry. Cornrows. Not using a freaking press, bro. <laughs> Goodness, dude. So let, let's talk a little bit about your guys' experience. And we'll start uh, with... It's, what's your name? I'm um, Adrian. Adrian. We'll start with you because you worked in this space for four years, which is probably longer than this This kid over here <laughs> adrian, adrian is definitely is definitely grown more plants than me yeah. yeah all right so yeah let's let's hear about it and we we like the story your story because you're from worcester yep and you 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 still live in worcester yep still live in worcester been in worcester about eight years now very good okay yep. all right so yeah what's the what's the background man? background so i've been in uh, cannabis about five years now um before i got into cannabis i worked for the state well, uh really? department of revenue for like Eight years. No way. Yeah. So, so you uh, know how we can get around 280. That's why. That's really why you hired him. I do. Huh? I do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did that job uh, about eight years or so. Um, and by the eighth year, I was kind of done. I wanted to get into things I really enjoyed, and growing cannabis was one of them. So that's true. Uh, while I worked there, I was learning to grow on my own. Uh, 
I did everything the wrong way. So yeah. I killed a bunch of plants, but just learning on my own. Um, and the people I've met through there have been great, really helpful. The, there's a sense of community there, I noticed. So, and you at the Department of Revenue? Or? Oh, no. no. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Not the Department of Revenue. Uh, this was when I was, um, uh, I was growing at home on my own gotcha, in the gotcha. meantime. And then I wanted to do it for work. So gotcha. I quit that job, and I had to start as a bud tender at Comkin in, in Southboro. So no I started way. from the bottom bottom now so we here to get into the industry <laughs> but i really wanted to get into cultivation um from there i worked a botanist a couple different places and now i'm here with fathom and i'm starting to get my hands into sales which is exciting so i'm definitely looking to expand you know in that field i didn't plan to be here but it's just kind of where i'm at now and i'm kind of rolling with it and it's working and i love it so how long yeah. have you been with with these guys uh, i've been with these guys about Four months or something. Oh, that's what's yeah, it's really, really yeah. new. It's really Did exciting. Did meet on the Afino hunt? Well, no, I had a feeling you'd be new because uh, I've been to Fathom at least three or four times now, and I've yet to meet. Yeah, you. I feel like I've good. got a pretty solid handle on the cultivation team over there. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool, bro. Uh, yeah, it's been good. Were, were you um? So you said the botanist. Were you uh, in Worcester, or were you at their growth facility? I was at their growth facility. Right. right. Yep. So I got a lot of my experience in cultivation there, learning from other growers. Just taking all that information in. And I noticed when you go to a new place, a new facility, they do things differently. Differently, yeah. And I'm like, oh, you may, this may work for you because I've seen it done this way and I look yeah. like a genius to them, so. Yeah, no. Yeah, so it's like, it's, it works out going to different places and seeing how they grow and their different processes because it's always different. different. Always, yeah. always different. Always different. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, I'm always I'm still actively learning. learning Five man. years in, every time I harvest, it's like, oh, I learned something new, and it still hasn't slowed down, so I think I'm going to be in it for a while. So that's dope. Yeah, Rayvon loves the botanist weed, by the way. What's some of your favorite strains there, bro? From the botanist, their mint sherbet was pretty good. Um, their L.A. Pop Rocks and L.A. Kush Cake, not mm. half bad. Um, but yeah, mint sherbet's probably what I mess with the most. Yeah, it's a good strain. Yeah. High tech. Yeah. I mean, I don't even care about the it's too much. It's the flavor it's profile. Much, it's just a just a profile of the strain. Yeah. But yeah, not That's too dope. bad. Yeah. That's dope, man. So what about you, Andrew? This decorated, decorated Mr. Kazakoff over yeah, here. Yeah, no. Dude. So we're we're we're, ch we're chilling. We're 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 having a good time. We're get we're getting some growth. We're getting some harvest under our belts. Well, well, how did you get in the space, dude? Start off with oh, telling us how you got in the space. And by the way, let me tell you something. I met this kid before I knew he was going for a license. On the phone, he sounds like a 45-year-old. <laughs> and I met him in real life. I was like, this dude is a kid. What is going on? <laughs> like, why? Why? Because he's serious. He's a business guy, you know? I, I'm, I'm, def I'm definitely a business guy. I got into it because I remember when we were younger. We were probably like 16, 17 years old. I'm like, yo, guys, this is definitely going to be legal in 40 years <laughs> my, my friends were like yeah come on come on i was like i was like i was like dude for sure and then like four or five years eh, later six years later <laughs> yeah. no, right right eight years later it then went it then went legal right and they're like in, Ma in mass in massachusetts yeah. and they're like yo man you 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 got it right and i was like dude i was off by 30 years <laughs> so like i didn't quite call it um no but i always knew like like the plant's an amazing thing and i was like dude like we've got to get into this one way or another. So I actually started a software company 
doing delivery tracking. No way for weed. For weed. Well, so it wasn't for weed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then it became for weed because What's weed the name was, of it? was the up and coming thing. So it was called Cassie. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and you could you could find you could find the you could find the app online. And basically, what happened was is a lot of companies signed up for it who were weed delivery companies because they needed a solution. So I started signing companies in Washington, Colorado, California. And started seeing like, okay, it was actually an interesting business to be in, went into that niche, started meeting people, started getting into it. And finally, cannabis became legal in Massachusetts. And we're like, you know what? Like, I, I, I asked one of my buddies who was growing weed at the time. I was like, yo, man, can we grow weed in Massachusetts? And he looks at me like, I'm nuts. It's <laughs> like, dude, you can grow weed anywhere, man. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay. So we can grow it here. Like, let's, like, let's get a license. Let's go for it. Um, then I met Ulysses and I was like, oh yeah, yo, there's some cool dudes around here. <laughs> no, Dude, just, that's just, kidding, just kidding. So then, yeah. So then we, then we went through, went through the, went through the process. Um, now coming online, more stores are coming up around Massachusetts. It's getting more convenient. It's getting easier. Mm. Um, you're not having to travel as far. Prices are coming down. Prices are coming down. <laughs> yeah. So it's all, it's all good. It's all good things. So everyone should be very excited. It's taken Massachusetts a while to actually get to that point, years and years. Mm. Um, but I can tell you that definitely the state officials who are the who are the um, who are governing over cannabis, they're definitely trying really hard to move as fast as they can. And all in all, it's definitely moving slow. But in the grand scheme of things, they're trying to do it right. They're trying to keep the public safe. Mm. And I've got to say, overall, I think they're actually moving at a pretty good clip, all said and done. Um, they're helping out people that were hurt by the war on drugs. It's, e it's hard. It's not easy. They're not making it any easier for anybody. But they're at least making inroads and making opportunities. And they're supporting people. And, and i got to say, I'm very happy that I see that we're at this point right now. That mm. we're seeing probably, how many, do you know how many stores are open right now? Uh, I think it's like 250. Like two fifty, okay. Mm. So two fifty, and I could know be like, wrong. Off fifty, whatever. Mm. whatever. <laughs> so it's, but like it's it's much more than thirty stores where it's hard to get to. There's right. two fifty now. Like if you if you want to find a store near you, there's a store near you now. Right. You don't have to go. Right. You don't have to go too far. Um, if you want a job in cannabis, there's enough places open now where you can get a job. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that those are all amazing things. I think we should continue to mm -hmm. grow the industry, help each other out. Um, take this radio show, turn it into a podcast. <laughs> we already got turn the podcast. <laughs> Good. Where can you find it, man? <laughs> oh, everywhere. <laughs> uh, specifically, Major Bloom Studios at majorbloom.com. Let's go. Uh, YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify podcast. Okay, good. So next one's gonna be a vi it's gonna be a YouTube, a YouTube channel. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> well, we already got that, bro. What do you mean? I don't see a video camera here. Yeah. No, well, you want to know why? Because this is the audio show. So these guys, they do audio and visuals, right? Because, you know, visually appealing, right, young man? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that nice to look at, but my facial reactions are sometimes funny <laughs> on camera. Oh, man. But no, that's, um. you mentioned the speed. Like, I, I mean, I've genuinely, I'm trying to understand, like, where you guys are in your process of selling weed. Because when we talk about your solventless, and for the people that need to understand or want to understand, you know, Andrew has multiple license types, so it's manufacturing, 
Uh, Andrew doesn't have any lifetimes. <laughs> All right. Fathom cannabis. You know what's messed up? I always want to pronounce it Phantom. I don't know. Oh, Is there no, an N yeah. in it? No, a lot of people do that. They're like, hey, why? can you get those cards back from Phantom? And I'm like, dude, why? Fathom. Why is that? I have dyslexia. That's what I can say. So, like, words are getting crossed up. But why do people want to pronounce it like that? I, funny it's stuff. Fathom. Yeah, it's Fathom. All right. So, maybe, maybe, fathom. We'll, maybe we'll make a new line. Maybe. Phantom. Yeah. Phantom. Phantom yeah. by Fathom. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you guys own a couple of license types where the manufacturing's commis- commissioned. You're selling weed there. Yep. What's going on with the grow facility? The grow facility. So, we just took down another harvest. We're just waiting on the state to to finish up what they what they call a post final license inspection. Right. So you go you go through that process and then and then they give you your commence operations. So we're waiting right now. You need to test product, you have to mm. show packaging, you have to go through that entire process. Mm-hmm. So we're about to do that. So we just took down some harvest. What did we take? I think yesterday we took down some deep space straight strain that's some genetics up from Rayvon looks from Maine. Deep space. Yeah, you should yeah, see it. It's like it's like you're it like, looks like yeah, deep space. It, does, it, really, it really does look like deep space. It like, it looks like you're like clouds. Like, yeah. And I've got another harvest uh, next week. Yeah. So I'll be I'll be working uh in uh both sales and cultivation. So it's I get dope. to see the product. I smell like terps right now. Yeah. <laughs> early, so. uh, but it's nice. I I, I um, I'm excited to see a, a couple of the strains that we have get out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it definitely gives you an upper hand, I feel like, in the sense of being able to sell a product. Mm-hmm. Um, in large companies, I know that some people aren't attached to many things like that. So some mm-hmm. people are a wholesaler and they just get a menu and they're selling that product. With you be, like actually touching the plant and then going to your purchasers and being like, I literally tend to this plant. I can tell you about it. Whereas other people sometimes just have a menu and they're working mm-hmm. off of a menu. And, exactly. and then it's like, let me talk to cultivation. Mm. Mm. You now have all of that in one. So that's definitely a step up for you, I feel like. Yeah. Is, is that an attribute to the early early stage business, you think? And that's probably for Andrew. It's an, it's an attribute of Adrian being amazing. Okay. And Adri- uh, b- both. And, Adri- both Adri- and Adrian taking opportunity that exists in the cannabis space and being like, okay, I want to keep on growing. I want to do more. What else can I do? Absolutely. And so one day I find out he's like, yo, I just met with these guys. They want to buy some of our product. And I was like, how did you do that? <laughs> he's like, oh, I called them up. Yeah. <laughs> he took so, initiative. What? Oh, we'll clap it up for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, seriously. Wait, what happened? Oh, there we go. There we go. Clap it up for that. Cause this guy was the same way. Taking yeah. initiative and just being able to like go over and above beyond to being able to um, do cross-functional things. So that's yeah. Yeah, and especially in uh, this space, there's only so many opportunities you're gonna get. And as a person who had a full career before getting into the industry, it's like I know that I have to jump on. Absolutely. You know those opportunities because, especially in cannabis, like wherever you go, it's high turnover rate. So you have to separate yourself from you know people who don't take it that serious you know so right, right. every opportunity i just told myself say yes you know even before we started like jump on this radio show you ever been no but yes i'll do it Let's you know, go, so. dude. did he tell you at least with you, you oh no give me a little heads up at least but uh oh, but yeah but i i i trust his guidance you know mm-hmm. if he says you know you should do this it'll look good for us so like yeah uh, i i I try not to fight that resistance, you know. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, successful dude. I, I trust him with that. So yeah. we're just gonna. 
take his word for it. And so far, things are looking good. Dude, that's dope. Yeah, no idea yeah. you had a delivery company, bro. <laughs> it wasn't. It was a software. It was a software company. Yeah, but I mean, it was you know, yeah. station in the vertical delivery. For sure, for sure. I'm very, I'm very interested in your guys' delivery. Dude. I, think it's a, I think it's an amazing business. I, appreciate I want to see you guys be super successful in it. I want everyone to order from you guys. I think all yeah. Worcester should be ordering from Major They Blue. should. It's free. <laughs> Dude, it's free? It's free, Oh, bro. there's no reason not to. Well, it's there's some complications, and a lot of it has to do with the state, of course. Mm. You know, and I, I mean, I'm not going to hold back words. Basically, they have regulations that create barriers for people. You know what I mean? It's not just us. It's other equity businesses, too. So um, yeah, it's it's tough. It's a tough business to be in now. I mean, we do all right because again, we process packaging, whether it's creating our own product, and the biggest thing is selling it from our own store. But you got people who are delivering on other retailers' behalf, and they're not doing all right. So, and so and so, where where can people go to order? To order delivery from Major Bloom. Oh, you already know. Deliver the Bloom. <laughs> Deliver the Bloom. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> or I, of course, themajorbloom.com. But you know, it's, it's pretty simple. A little toggle, pickup or delivery. We get a lot of orders through uh, through for pickup as well. Would you remember I asked you about Dutchie? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a rollout. I think he he had texted me like the day we rolled out Dutchie. Dutchie Plus. So I was like, yo, you got to come through for an interview, bro. And see what it's like. Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, no, Dutchie is solid. Dutchie's pretty solid. So. Nice. Yeah. yeah. What are your What are your guys' thoughts on retailers? What, did you play? Your, yeah. You said you 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 were in the retail space for a bit. Yeah, I worked in a little bit of retail. I mean, it's retail. I mean, it does to mm -hmm. me, it, it doesn't matter what you're selling. I mean, mm -hmm. people who walk in kind of have an idea of what they want, you know. Um, so from the retail end, I just felt like it was just my foot in the door in the cannabis. Right. I need to get out as soon as possible. It's like, because <laughs> at that point I was like, what? I think I was like 30. I'm 35 now, and I'm like, these are like 23, 22-year-old like kids working here. So right. like, I need to hurry up and get out of here. So, um, but yeah, but I definitely learned like some sales tactics. I still treat it like I was a student. It's like not like I had experience doing that before. Mm. I'm trying not to be the grumpy old man taking advice from the younger kids. So there was a little bit of that within myself, but I just mm. shut up, listened, and took whatever information I would find useful to further myself in this space so what surprised you about customers walking through the door especially um how long were you doing retail oh that was only for about a year okay i mean that's a, that's enough that's a, that's a, that's a long time yeah. so it's pretty much you have this perspective as a weed smoker before starting as a, a retail agent mm -hmm. and then you gain information mm -hmm. and then you have customers who have this perspective as customers but they don't get the same amount of information that we do so what's one of the surprising things that you know, on a day in and day out, you're like, ah, customers. <laughs> day in and day out? Yeah. Um, I would say you get a lot of the old school stoners. Sour diesel. This isn't sour diesel. This is but It's like, yeah. I'm just I'm just selling stuff. I don't right. know the history of it at the time. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, or just a lot of people just, they just want to go off and go off a rant about cannabis, about what they know and their experience. And it's like, right. I'm not arguing with no one's arguing with you i mean you could just talk and have a conversation but right. like just um it's a lot of you know customers always right type feeling yeah. you know they're wrong and so you just smile nod right sure keep it moving but um i feel like coming in a lot of people already have their idea of what they want and what weed is 
people just know what they want already. So it's right. not like you really have to do anything. It's like, here, here, you want that? There right. it is. Blah, blah. What's your thoughts on that? Okay. <laughs> and then it's like, you're gonna, they're going to buy it regardless. So, right. I mean, but yeah, retail is a lot of, yeah. I mean, yeah. What's, yeah. Cr- what's crazy now to me is like when, like when I was younger, before it was legal, buying weed, like you didn't have any options. Right. Like <laughs> you arrived and you bought what was there and right. you didn't you didn't really question it too much You're like good bad whatever right and now like you get in here and like you see so many options and it's like which option do i choose and it's really really hard to know which option to choose especially because the strain names like you might have jigglers from one guy and jigglers from another guy and i can guarantee you those are not the same strains like they might have similar or even the same genetics but it's a different seed mm. the way that our cultivation director, Richie Pollard taught me and is teaching everybody on our team. And he's, he's amazing. He was that he was the head of R and D at parallel in Florida. And he's the cultivation director now at fathom. And he was saying, he's like, every seed that we grow is like a child. It comes from parents and the parents have a seed and the parents have lots of seeds. They have lots of children <laughs> and all the children are different. Very and guess what? Every, if you grow a hundred seeds from the same parents, the same packet, if you buy a hundred seed packet, all of those plants are going to be different. When you then clone the plants and you take one plant and you take a cutting off of it, you take two cuttings off of it, five cuttings off of it, 10 cuttings off of it, 10 clones. Those are, those clones are exactly the same. And so my plants, no matter what the strain name is, even if it's the exact same strain name at Fathom, those are going to be different plants than somebody else grows with the exact same strain. So you really got to know, like, if you're looking for something in particular, you got to know, like, where did it come from? Who did it come from? And you might find that you like a certain grower, you like a certain style, you like outdoor, you like indoor, you like greenhouse, you like um, outdoor after it's been cured for a little bit longer. Um, So you, you can find those types of things out and then you can really like narrow it down. You can also have a lot of savings that way. You'd be like, oh, like that's super expensive. Like, but like, I actually like this other stuff that's cheaper, but like way better. Right. Right. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to hold that thought. We're going to take a little break and then we're going to, we're going to jump back in because Andrew mentioned some stuff that's important for us to talk about greenhouse and genetics. So we'll be back in a minute. This is Infused Influence. <laughs> 